Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back. Let's talk a little bit in this Christmas season. And you're probably thinking immediately, oh, about giving. This is going to be about giving. Ah, well, yes and no. Let's talk about investing. Now, first thing I'm going to say is I'm not an investment counselor. I don't have any kind of investing licenses or any of that other fun stuff. But I think we can look at the idea of investing. All right. Uh, without getting off into the weeds and getting uh, getting to the point where something weird's going. So, the upshot of investing, really, in whether it's whatever you're doing, investing time, usually we think of money. But, but resources, Okay. I want to broaden the scope of, uh, of your investing thought processes in that, first of all, God does not save us, okay, just to collect you. Let me repeat that, because there are a lot of people that just have this thought this whole thought process that God just collects people. That's not what's going on um, for this reason. Uh, if you look at, and we use the redemption process of Exodus, when God got the uh, Israelites out of Egypt, uh, and by the way, they didn't earn it, uh, you know, Moses didn't show up with the Ten Commandments and say, you guys do these things, God and I are going to watch you, and hey, if you do a good job, we'll come and get you. It didn't work that way. God took them out, and then he had something for them to do. So that means God, when he saves someone, when someone trusts him and that person is in the kingdom, it's not... Okay, now you're gone. Just go crazy. Have fun. It's not necessarily that. Yeah, you can have fun. But here's the thing. Uh, God has teaching for us to follow and behavior he wants to see out of us and things he has for us to do. When, and this is an interesting part I always, always thought that is usually not emphasized, he got Israel out of Egypt when Moses went to Pharaoh and said, Hey, God of the universe says, Let my people go. He didn't say, So they'd run wild in the wilderness. You know, they've been cooped up here for about 400 years. We, they need to let off a little steam. He didn't say that. Instead, what he says is, is that God says, Let my people go, that they may have a festival to me in the wilderness. God, and that they, in fact, another, and of course Moses goes back to Pharaoh many times, 
I believe another one of those, he says that, God says, that they may serve me. Yeah, so that's it. So we are an investment, all right? Now, this sounds kind of cold, doesn't it? I'm an investment, oh my word. You know, but it's true. When God saves somebody, there is an expectation. And uh, let's have a little look. <coughs> Initially. At Matthew. Starting in verse 14. Now, uh, it starts... <coughs> excuse me, this is... Jesus talking, okay? And it starts this way, and this is in the ESV. For it will be like a man going on a journey. Now, I'm going to stop there for a second so we can back up to the beginning of the, of the chapter because, because in 25 verse 1, he says what it is. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like, okay? So... When he is in verse 14 saying for it, he's talking about the kingdom of heaven. Okay, we'll be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another he gave two, and to another gave one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received five talents went at once and traded with them and made five talents more. So he who had two talents made two talents more. But he who had received one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money now for a long time the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So now after a long time, excuse me, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered me five talents. Here, I have five talents more. And his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you've delivered me two talents. Here, I've made you two more. And his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over little, I will set you over much, enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you do not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered, You wicked and slothful servant, 
you knew I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who had ten talents. For everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But for him who has not, even what he is, has will be taken away. And cast this worthless servant into outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, several observations. All right. Several observations, because I don't want to allegorize this too much, all right, because that's what ends up happening is people get really hyper, hyper spiritual, and and they'll say, well, you know, this means this, and this means this, and this means this. Let's, first of all, what, what is a talent? Now, in this situation, uh, we think in modern times of a talent as being something you can do, you know, can sing or play an instrument or you're really good at math or just have some kind of natural talent that way, which isn't what they're talking about in this parable, but still applies, okay? And let me share with you why. Here's the thing with a talent basically is uh, just one talent is uh, it's a weight and it's a heavy weight it's the heaviest weight there is in the New Testament it is 75 pounds or for you European people who really do math great uh, it's 35 kilograms let's just say that's a lot yeah yeah so, I mean, it doesn't actually say what it is. Is this like ten talents, you know, five talents of gold, silver, wheat, barley? See, and that's the beauty of the parable, is it doesn't actually tell you. We just know that whatever it is, is a lot of it. Now, you would think that it's money. And the re one reason you would think that's because, I mean, bankers don't normally take, you know, other stuff. Back then, maybe they did. It absolutely could have been possible, you know, uh, cattle and so forth under consideration. But the thing is, um, the uh, we think in terms of of money, and I think uh, I think money's probably easier to grab. Now, here's why I think that this could still apply to other things. Because in the Old Testament, when it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, it's, in, in some translations, it's heart, soul, and strength. The word strength is the word me'od in Hebrew. Me'od means, well, literally, it means muchness. But it's your resources. Anything you have available to you that you can use. Anything. So if you're loving the Lord with that, if this is like the kingdom of God, 
then we're talking about Jesus. And what's interesting is th they don't. This story doesn't paint a. Oh, he's such a lovely man, it, 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 which he was, but uh, but he's not a milk toast little light skin. Um, you know, weak, debile, you know, almost, you know, starving to death kind of looking dude. It, it's just not. Uh, this is the description of the guy that flipped the tables in the temple. That's what we're talking about. But anyway, so, first of all, uh, he calls his servants together. These aren't people, all right, that he doesn't know. These are servants of his who work for him, who say they care about him and the things that he has. Now, servants don't own anything. They don't own anything. He entrusted them with his property. He owns everything. Yeah? God says, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. And he says that to mean... Guess what? I own everything. There's nothing. You know, we 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 give tithe to God to show him that we understand where everything came from. Not just, oh, there's your 10%, God. No, no. It's all his. He just asks for the 10% or whatever you're willing to give to show that you understand. Guess what? That he's in charge of it. And it's his. So, then he allows the servants... To do the thing. So he's not sitting on their head. Because he's got stuff to do. He's not sitting on their head. Now. The guy with five talents. You know you got one with five talents. One with two talents. And then one with one. Now the guy with the five talents. Uh, did some pretty good trading. And he doubled the money. Uh, believe me. I'll take a I'll take a double, uh, you know I'll take a an increase like that. If I could double my money on something, somebody said, "Hey, you know you can do this." Unfortunately, there's a whole ton of uh, lottery uh, people out there that, that think they can double their money on that. Very seldom. Not saying it doesn't happen, but I am saying very seldom ever happens. But the, here's the thing. Um, the interesting thing is is. Uh, you know, this guy, he saw, you know, looks like a little more trust. Or there was something going on with the relationship there. Because he got five talents. The next guy got two talents. Not that he didn't like this guy. But but what I love is that uh, if you look in verse 15, it said, Each according to his ability. God knows us. He knows what we can do. He knows how much we can do. If if you're wondering why you're not a millionaire, why didn't God give me a million dollars? It's because God gives according to your ability, and He knows us. Now, I'm not saying that's a reason not to become a millionaire. I'm just saying this. Uh, some people always wonder, you know, I just don't understand why I don't have more money. Well, that may be the whole problem. <laughs> Um, it could be. Uh, now, I'll be honest, you know, uh, lots of stuff happened to people. But, uh, but the servant with two talents, so his ability, maybe not as good as the guy with the five talents, okay, but he still doubled the money. 
well, man, okay, look, you know, double the money. Then, you get to a guy with one talent, who basically was working out of fear. Working out of fear. Dug his stuff in the ground, hid the master's money. Uh, then, and, and it says in verse 19, a, after a long time, okay, so the money was in the ground a while, um, the servants came and settled the accounts. Of course, the guy that had doubled the money on the five talents, you know, the master's thinking, whoa, I made a really good decision. This guy, uh, he doubled the money. He said, obviously, you're looking after my interests. So you come and you know you you know you join me. He said, "Well done, good and faithful servant." He said, "Look, I, you know you were in charge of just a little bit, man. I'm going to put you over charge of a whole bunch of stuff." He says the same thing, the exact same thing to the guy with two talents. So look, the ability level obviously was different between these two, but these, but both of these two people tried and did their best for their master and and even though they had different resources because one was given more one was given less they still double the money and it was still it was the same output you know because both of them were man i'm going to do this for my master i'm going to do this for my master the other guy he works out of well Basically, uh, he's working out of fear. Why is he working out of fear? Why did he get one talent? Just one little resource to come out of. Why was... I wonder. He gave each one according to their ability. He saw this guy only has the ability of dealing with this much. And unfortunately, it didn't even work out that way. Because he was scared of them. Working out of fear. And when... Well, let me finish this real quick and I'll make a little comment. He says, look, I knew you were a hard man. You reaped where you didn't sow, and you gather where you scattered no seed. So basically he's saying, look, I've seen you do some crazy stuff, Master. I mean, you've ridden in, and you've taken stuff that didn't, that, you know, that, that d- didn't belong to you, <laughs> evidently. And uh, you've, you know, taken stuff where, uh, where you, you didn't plant it, but you went in and you took it. Just because you could. So I was afraid. I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent. And here, I still have it. Well, so this is, this is what's interesting. The relationship between that... First of all, he's thinking horrible things, you know, about his master. All right. Now, it, it's interesting. The text doesn't tell you if that stuff's true or not. 
Well, actually, it does. In fact, he said, uh, the, the master you know, says later, he says, hey, you knew I was a hard person. Again, this is Jesus flipping tables. Okay? God can be hard on us at times. Why? Because he is given according to our ability. He's not above our, our ability. Now, what would have happened? Of course, this guy went and buried the stuff. He didn't even put it in the with the bankers so that you could get just an interest rate. So, let's look at it this way. Maybe these other guys put it in stocks, you know, or something, and then, and then used some really smart prudence and then got that money back and sold before, you know, made the increase and sold it for before it went down. And then they said, hey, look what we did. You know, this is for you. This other guy, he didn't even, he didn't even put it in, the, this last guy, he didn't even put it in the bank where he could get like 3% interest. And yeah, it would have been hardly nothing, but it would have been more than he was given. And it's, pretty rough on this issue. And verse uh, 25, 29 says this, For to everyone who has will be given more, for he will have an abundance. But for him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. If you don't trust the Master, if you don't have the relationship with the Master, if you're not using what he's given then that doesn't make Jesus happy now you know what are we talking about we talk about money we talk about talent we talk about time we talk about everything again may ode to love the Lord your God with all your strength may ode which means your resources your muchness everything that you have in your control. Now, you wonder why you don't have a lot more? Possibly. It's your ability level. Now, here's the thing. This story would have played out way different if that last servant would have said, Master, I went and invested this really, really hard and I got 20 times the amount of this, so I got 20 talents for you. Or let's just say that he had one talent, and he brings it back, and he says, look, I got, I got 15 talents, or I got 10 talents with just this one. Well, that's smart using. If he would have came back to his master and done that, the master would have said, whoa, okay, that's awesome. Now, Here's the question. When Jesus returns, and he will, and he's he is maybe sooner than we think, based on how things are working in the world, is he going to find us faithful? Are we using what God has given, even if it's one thing? If there's one thing even one thing that you're good at. Are you faithful with that? For the Master, Jesus. 
in this season of giving, in this Christmas season, think about what you have and what you can invest. God invests in us. God expects results out of us. What does that mean? He expects us to use even the one talent we have. If that talent is nothing else than to just say, Hey, do you know Jesus? Or, hey, how's your life? Life, you know, how things going? And if they say, well, they really stink right now, and I got this problem, this problem, this problem. Well, you know, I've had a lot of problems in my life. Let me uh, let me just tell you, people think it's crazy, but Jesus, he's the one that, that fixed and got me together. You know, hey, I had cancer, and he's the reason I didn't jump off a building. If you can just do that, simple. You don't have to be complicated. God is investing. And by the way, we need to invest what he's given us in other people. And in the world. So if you got money, invest it. Now the interesting thing is, I think, another thing between the person with the five, the the two, and the one talent has to do with their tolerance for risk. Obviously, the guy with one talent didn't have a, a huge tolerance for risk. The guy with five had a lot more. But you know what? Tolerance for risk in the, in the family of God has to do with your relationship with the Lord. Now, I'm not saying this. You know, all of a sudden you turn around and you go sell everything and, and all that stuff, okay? Um, there have been people that have done that. But when you do that, you got to have a, you know, your relationship's got to be pretty blooming tight with the Lord. I'm saying that, uh, you know, before you volunteer for, you know, missions in the Congo, check your relationship. Because he invests in us. He wants the investment back. That's us too, by the way. He didn't save us just to collect people. He saves us because he's making us servants. And that's what he's got right here. So, with that thought in mind, think about what your risk tolerance is. Think about it. Be honest, okay? I mean, you know, with yourself. Are you a five-talent or two-talent or one-talent person? It doesn't matter. The biggest complication he had with the one-talent person is that person did nothing. They did nothing. That's not someone in the kingdom of God. If you're doing nothing, that's nothing. That's the one that got thrown out into the street. But, and, and, and by the way, uh, somebody is going to say, well, you're talking about earning salvation. No, I'm talking about being grateful for the salvation you're given 
by doing something. And if you're not grateful and you don't care, then you may not have got what you think you did. So here's here's the thing. Be be honest with yourself about how, what kind of you know risk tolerance the Lord's given you. All right. And then work in that framework. Because, look, just because you started with one talent doesn't mean next go-around you're the one with the two talents. Or the one with the, with the uh, five talents. Okay? Because God invests. And God is a smart investor. He said right at the top, He, he invests, gave them according to their ability. So, with that in mind, keep on speaking on listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your own.